because if you do something routinely, your brain sees that as a pattern that it can automate and save energy. And what it can do is hand over responsibility for that routine, that pattern of behavior to the unthinking, unconscious part of your brain. And that behavior can be done with less effort, freeing up resources for you to engage in other activities. But that's one reason why so many people were experiencing brain fog during the pandemic, because one day they were last March, they were told to go home, figure out a new way to work. That was a new challenge for your brain to begin with. But most people dropped all of their routines. Welcome to another Going In Deep Gold episode, where we reflect back on something that's been said previously or dial in on a topic that's really important that we can cover in a shorter space of time. This week takes us back to the Train Your Brain With Patterns episode, where both Ollie and Ben speak to Sabina Brennan, a neuroscientist who shares with us some tips, tricks and ideas on how we can help our brain work with us, with ideas on how to be less tired, and as the title suggests, how by using patterns and routines, we can become more efficient and effective in what it is we're trying to achieve. The reason we picked out this particular topic at the moment is because if you're listening to this at the time of release, we're fast approaching the end of the year. And wow, hasn't 2021 flown past already? But with the approach of the end of the year, people often start to look towards setting new goals, new targets, and those traditional New Year's resolutions for themselves. Now, we think New Year's resolutions are a fantastic idea. However, did you know that a staggering 92% of people who set out to do something with a New Year's resolution find themselves coming nowhere near achieving or even continuing with that goal, which means that only 8% of people actually pursue that change, which we found phenomenal. So if you're looking for change this year, if you're listening to this at the time of recording, or even if you're listening back at a later date and you're thinking about how you can be more effective in what it is that you're trying to do by tuning your brain to work with you instead of against you. As Sabina, Ben and Ollie mentioned here, we need to think about our beliefs realistically, but equally not letting external influences or past performance sow the seeds of doubt and negative self-talk. But enough from me, let's dive into the conversation where Sabina starts talking to us about the inner workings of the brain and those useful tips to help us effectively help ourselves. Your experience of the world is not an independent factual experience. It is shaped by, um, and and I think that's a really liberating, uh, I think that's a really liberating notion because then that means that your view of the world can change and and that you can change. And I think it involves a lot of, you know, and actually I'm kind of writing a book around this at the moment, kind of hoping to anyway, that that basically if if, if you start to deconstruct who you are by going, OK, you know, who am I? You know, what are the roles I play? What do I do? And then actually just start to trace back where those things came from. And mm. you will often find, for example, you know, oh. God, I'm crap at technology. You know, that goes back to something that was said to you when you were seven or do you know what I mean? you can change that. And it can be good things and bad things. And you can actually look at that and go, actually, really? Have I limited myself my entire life because a teacher said that to me one day in class and I took it to be true? Do you know? And then in turn, you have to remember that that teacher's opinion is shaped and formed by their own experiences. Mm. So... 
um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you, you, you completely distance from reality and, 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 you know, you make up stuff. But I think you can pull apart where you... can you, manipulate, really. Yeah, you can pull life, apart and, and you can test the truth of your own story and go, oh, yeah. actually, is that true? And actually, is that working for me? And even mm. if it is a little bit true, is it working for me? Can I change that? Um, and I think that's great because I, I, you, you can it's sort exciting. of... It is exciting, you, and it takes a bit of work because oh. also on top of that, your brain, um, again, as I mentioned earlier, your brain is a high energy organ and it has limited resources. So it weighs about 2% of your body and it uses about 25% of the nutrients that you consume. So, you know, it uses a disproportionate amount of energy available. Um, and so it has to be efficient with the available resources. As I mentioned earlier, that crinkly part, the thinking part of your brain, the part of your brain where you can, you know, solve problems and, you know, um, engage in challenging, you know, behaviors or whatever, um, that uses the most energy. Okay. And it's tiring. It's exhausting when you're doing anything that uses that part of the brain, you know, there's a limit to what you can do. And often say, I'd say things like that when students are studying, you need to keep taking break, you know, go and do some physical ex exercise, give your brain, you know, a, a break because attention, focusing attention actually is really energy demanding. So, um, the brain then looks for patterns. The brain loves patterns. Okay. It loves data. And it needs more data. The more data the brain can have, the more patterns it can see within data. Okay. And what it does, once it sees a pattern, and so when I'm talking about patterns, I'm talking simple things like when you wake up in the morning, you know, the alarm goes off, maybe you stretch, you get out of bed, you go, you have a pee, you yawn, you brush your teeth, you have a shower, you get breakfast. You know, for some of us pre pandemic, we had patterns that maybe it was, you know, 10 a.m. before you actually had a conscious you know, thought or challenge or whatever. And that's yeah. because if you do something routinely, your brain sees that as a pattern that it can automate and save energy. And what it can yes. do is hand over responsibility for that routine, that pattern of behavior to the unthinking unconscious part of your brain uh, mm -hmm. in that emotional brain, the limbic brain to a part of the brain called the basal ganglia. Mm. And that behavior can be done with less e effort, freeing up resources for you to engage in other activities. Now, that's one reason as a, as a, dig a slight digression here. But that's one reason why so many people were experiencing brain fog during the pandemic, because one day they were last March, they were told to go home, figure out a new way to work. That was a new challenge for your brain to begin with. But most people dropped all of their routines. They stopped yeah. getting up at the same time. They didn't go to bed at regular times. Some people were homeschooling. Some people weren't even getting dressed or they might get dressed at 11 a.m. And people were taking exercise at different. So not only were the old routines taken out, um, there was no new patterns coming in because people were behaving irregularly. So your brain is having to think about when am I getting up? Am I getting up? What am I going to do? Am I going to have breakfast? Am I not going to bother having a shower? Am I, you know, there's no routines. So your brain has to think about all the everyday stuff, make decisions about stuff that ordinarily you don't. It's it's routine. It's automated. So that's one solution. I, I say when I when I give this, talks, just reintroduce, even if you have to work from home, just reintroduce all those old routines. Then you will yeah. free up space, you know, make a mock commute around your house to, to yeah. bookend your day or whatever. But the brain loves patterns, it loves routines, and, and um, 
Um, you know, and that's really important as well when it comes to things like eating and sleeping, um, because your brain needs to know when it's going to have energy or where where energy is going to mm. come from. And like we yeah. really make life difficult for our brains because we don't sleep regularly and we don't eat regularly and we often don't even exercise regularly. And mm. um, regularity is is important. And often people associate regularity with boring and mundane, but mm -hmm. that's where the choice comes. You inter you in inject sufficient regularity in your routine so that then you're free mm. and have the energy and okay. the resources to do the exciting stuff does that make sense so with, absolutely so with that exercise and eating and and sleeping as well those are all you know routines and really important yeah. obviously for our mental health and when we talk about regularity should they happen at certain times at the same times like should our brain you know know that we will have lunch at one o'clock and that we will I think, exercise I, I, yeah times? i think that's a pretty good idea um, but particularly mm. so for sleep so yeah. going to bed and getting up at the same time every day irrespective of it being weekends is actually okay. really brilliant for brain health and it, you know it's really okay. good it can take a while to bring that routine in um yeah. and you know whilst the guidelines are sort of seven to nine hours sleep a night for adults 24 to 64 or whatever there'll always be people you know on the tails who need a little bit less or you know a little mm -hmm. bit more but the quality of sleep as i just mentioned earlier also counts and so kind of the best way to decide you know what's your optimal time for sleeping because again that changes across our lifespan so you know teenagers um really are sort of built to sleep to start going to sleep mode later and sleep later in the day you know we force yeah. them to get up and go to school actually exactly. their cognitive their 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 uh the point at which they're most cognitively alert and and efficient is later in the day you know we should be sort of starting school for them at about 11 a.m you know wow. uh, to kind of go with their ac actual cycle whereas later as we get older we tend to reach our cognitive peak sort of earlier in the day and these are generalizations but on average um, and you'll often see then when you actually sort of hit late 60s and 70s, <clears throat> older people waking up at 5 a.m. <clears throat> and sort of saying, yeah. oh, I'm not getting enough sleep. But that's because they're still going to bed at the same time that they used to. What they need to do is actually push their, you know, you know, go to bed that hour earlier if they're waking an hour earlier. So I would say to people, just work backwards. What time do you need to wake up at for work? Work backwards, play around with it, keep a diary, see what works. And, and people often say, and especially with the introduction of all these sleep apps. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you don't need a sleep app to find out whether you're getting sufficient sleep. The, the simplest way to know is, are you waking up feeling refreshed? Yeah, if you're waking you up feeling refreshed, you're getting enough sleep. If you're not waking up feeling re refreshed, you're not getting enough sleep. If you're cranky during the day, if you're having trouble taking in new information, if you're struggling to focus, that may mean that even though you're getting sufficient hours of sleep, it's somehow disrupted and you're not getting the right types of sleep during the during the night so anything that you can do to improve your sleep quality so that regularity is good but also again to talk evolution um you know light and darkness play a huge role in the sleep cycle and you know as a species we evolved over millions of years electric light has only been around for whatever a couple of hundred years um and it really does confuse the brain so uh Again, it's been fantastic. It allows us to do lots of, lots of things in the evening time, et cetera. 
But basically what you need to do is manage your exposure to light. So um, in the evening time, you know, I often say to people, look, from about eight o'clock, turn off overhead lights, just put on low lighting lamps around the house. Give your brain at least a sense that it's starting to get darker. Also wind down your routines. You know, often people, um, you know, you know, they'll watch Netflix or whatever and then switch it off and go to bed. You know, your brain is still buzzing with whatever show you've been watching, etc. So again, the the light that's emitted from blue devices, so your your phones, your laptops, even some reading devices, that fools your brain into thinking um, that it's wake. It, it suppresses the release of melatonin. So again, I, uh, I would suggest switching off all of those devices for about an hour before you go to bed. Um, now that's that hour is not scientific, but it is a good it's a good period of time to, to begin a relaxing kind of wind down routine. Also, I'd say as well, um, you know, there's no point in having a little wind down routine, maybe where you sit and read a book or listen to music, you know, by candles for the hour before you go to bed to kind of chill yourself out. If then you're going to go into your bathroom, turn on a bright light and brush your teeth. So mm-hmm. I sort of say start that start that wind down routine by going upstairs, brush your teeth, do whatever, you know, washing you do, change into your comfies or your pjs then go downstairs have your wind down routine and then when you're feeling that relaxed mode go straight into bed Um, and then in the morning time expose yourself to natural daylight as soon as you can like literally Mm. wake up uh, get out get up when you wake up um, you know open the blinds and then during the day um, get out in daylight for at least an hour there's a part of your brain and the snc supraconistic up chiasm anyway my brain is not working properly wow. the essence right and <laughs> it's it. sort of in here in the middle of your your brain and it it is sensitive to light so it also plays a role in setting sort of um matching that with the sleep cycle so um wow. yeah that's brilliant and then there's loads of other things exercise during the day will help you sleep better um uh you know um and having making your room making your room sort of really just a sleep haven um and a lot of people having to work from home you know their bedrooms are are doubling up as office spaces um avoid that at all costs if you can if you can't um well then get the work stuff out of your bedroom when you're going to bed so at the end of the day you know pack it up put it away if you can't physically put it away get a screen or a blanket or something so that you're not seeing it yeah. um, when you're sleeping because that will just sort of spark spark anxiety and those kind of thoughts going round and round um in your head anyway they're just it. little tips for sleep but you, i just you've think got a lot of tips cool. i love it the hacks brain hacks you've got <laughs> yeah all these, yeah you've got a whole yeah. book on brain hacks So we hope you found this episode useful. Now, I don't know about you, but for a while, I used to believe that patterns were boring. But actually, if we use patterns and routine in the right way, it can really help us set our mindset in that positive stance. We'd love to hear what you think if you have any further questions to this, if you found that it's been useful, some of the tips that Sabina shared. And by the way, links to Sabina's channel, Ben and Ollie's and the Going In Deep podcast as a whole will be found in the show notes. And remember, if you are listening at around the time of recording and you're thinking about those New Year's resolutions, why not try using some of the tips that you've heard in today's episode 
to help you break through that barrier and become part of that 8% of people who actually move towards completing their goal. From all of us here at the Going In Deep podcast, we hope you have a fantastic rest of 2021 and we can't wait to speak to you again in the new year, unless you're listening to this in the future, of course. (laughs) Okay, take care, nothing but love, and we look forward to speaking again soon.